When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Ooh. What it is, it's your boy Kingpin, a.k.a. Rap Juggernaut, and I just jumped off the porch with my brother's dirty glove bastard, Promo Vatican, Art Rev Soul, and the Cheat Code. Yikes. If they hating on you, turn it up some more. If you get into that bag and run it up some more. If you ain't got no... All right, so we got a day one DGB family member sitting on the porch with us today. Kingpin. Yes, sir. A.k.a. Rap Juggernaut. Yep. A.k.a. Yep. Promo Vatican. Promo Vatican. AKA, AKA so many more. Yes, sir. Man, I wear as many hats in this industry. Yeah, man. like NASCAR, we got a lot of stickers on the car. <laughs> One of the things that we've uh, prided ourselves with, you know, is is making sure that whatever we've affiliated ourselves with or aligned ourselves with, we've always tried to help bring to the next level, man. And like I was saying before, the camera was rolling. Dirty Glove Bastard has always been one of those platforms that has helped not only me personally, but Team Bigger Rankin, Bigger Rankin, the, the whole WR&R brand. You guys have just done so much for independence, man. So to actually be here on the other side of the camera is, is an honor, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Nah, I appreciate you pulling up, man. So first off, how are we feeling today, man? We're feeling good, man. You know, it's, it's, it's we, we, we into a new year, and I think, you know, I speak for everybody on stage with me and, and everybody around us. We're all doing something. We're all better than we were last year. Hmm. You know what I mean? And we're all progressing and we're all doing amazing new things. You know what I mean? The cheat code has, has taken a life of its own. Absolutely. Artist Revenue Solutions has taken a life of its own. Promo Vatican has taken a life of its own. So I'm blessed and highly favored, man. Happy life is, is the best life. My kids are in good spirits and my team is winning. So I'm blessed, man. I can't complain. Nah, amen to that, man. Amen, for real. Yeah, go ahead and shout out your team sitting up there, man. Let everyone know. Oh, yeah, no, we got, you know, we got Camo, we got Big Cuz, the Big DM, Marty, Stunt. Nephew, Scarecrow, we got the whole squad up here, man. You know, everybody's in the building. OG Tony's in the building, Big Al's in the building. There's a lot of people that's missing, you know what I mean? And, and that's because they couldn't be here, they may be working, but when, when you guys hit me and was like, Kingpin, you know, it's, it's time, I hit them and was, I refused to do it without them. So I yeah. told them I need y'all to be there with me because these are the guys that have been with me in the trenches. These are the guys that have been with me while we were learning how to do this and perfecting this hanging up posters, passing out CDs, busting down value meals, six deep, and you know what I'm saying? So these are the guys that were sacrificing. So anytime I get a chance to, to be recognized or to, I get a platform to express my gratitude for them, I have to include them because they're the reason that I am Kingpin, yeah. which is my blessing for y'all, you know what I mean? It's always been about who I have affiliated myself with. And, and I'm just blessed, man, that I can pick up the phone of any one of these you know, tastemakers in the industry and they'll answer because of the, the mutual respect that we have for each other, man. So it's love. It's my squad, my boys. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. bro. So let's take it back, man. You know, I don't even know where you're from originally. <laughs> you're from Florida? Is this Born right? and raised in Miami, Miami, okay. Florida. That's uh, what I thought. I wasn't too yeah. sure, though. Born and raised in Miami. the hurricane so much. Yep, like... yep, yep. I grew up like maybe five or six blocks away from the Orange Bowl. Okay. So on Saturdays, we used to park cars for the Orange Bowl for the Dolphins. I mean, for the Hurricanes and on Sundays, the Dolphins used to play in the same stadium before they went up north into yeah. Joe Robbie and all that stuff. So born and raised in Miami. I lived in, um, I lived in Tampa for a little piece. Um, in and out of Jacksonville, working with Bigger. 
Mm -hmm. um, lived in Detroit, lived in New York for a little bit, but have been based out of Atlanta for like the last, you know, 10, 11 years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So man, what, what type of kid were you like growing up in Miami? Like, were you always this ambitious? Like, you know, I had this conversation the other day on the cheat code, you know, I, I grew up and I was blessed that everybody in my family was like always in a leadership position. You know what I mean? Like my father owned his own company and all of the friends that I had were of people that he worked with that either owned their own company or did, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, I was always blessed to grow up in a, a, an environment of winners. Like everybody wanted to excel, you know what I'm saying? And I made bad decisions when I was a kid because I wanted to rebel and I thought I knew it all. And you know, it led me up the road and all the bad decisions. My mom died when I was young. I used it as a crutch. And I found every reason to find an excuse to be, to be, you know, to be a fuck up for lack of a better term. Yeah. And, but in the midst of all of that, I always liked to learn. I've always, I've always liked to figure shit out. I've always liked to be at the front of things. You know what I mean? So, you know, as a kid, inquisitive, um, you know, outgoing, uh, mischievous, I guess is one of those words, you know, I, I grew up when like at the beginning of when hip hop. So like when Beat Street came out, like we used to get the windbreaker suits and get the you know saying cardboard boxes and want to break dance or when I couldn't break dance because I couldn't do no backspins and no headspins. I'm going to be a graffiti artist. So now I'm taking markers everywhere and I'm writing all over the walls and that didn't work because I don't want to have paint all over my hands. So it was just, you know, the, the, the B-boy transition, if you will. So I grew up at that phase where you know the 80s and the crack era was in the cocaine cowboy era of miami was in and you know things were different and a lot more wilder if you will than they are now but now there's just lawlessness if you will so i guess more people can look at it now and see that it's a wilder time you know what yeah I mean? social media definitely. social media you know everybody has a camera so everybody can Document can document you. what's been undocumentable for so long. We grew up in the era of don't put it on camera. Yeah, don't take a picture. Don't take of a me. picture of it. So none of this stuff is new to a lot of people. Mm. It's just new that it's being allowed to be consumed on social platforms. So, you know, I grew up like most kids, man. You know, wanting to wanting to be something more than I was. I guess you know what I mean. I I, I wanted to be alive. I, mm. I tell my wife this all the time. People ask me what I wanted to be when I was a kid. What I wanted to be when I was older. And I couldn't see myself past 18. I couldn't imagine what I would look like old. I always thought I was going to die young. So I was like, I just want to be alive. So now that I'm alive, like I want to be more than anything. I think I want to be a good father and I want to be a good, a good leader and a good protector and a provider for my family and for my team. Yeah. That's, that's my number one goal is to be better today than I was yesterday. No, nah, I feel that, man. So when would you say you jumped off the porch, man? How old were you? I got direct filed when I was the... Uh, 14, 15 years old, so oh, wow. I was already getting charged as an adult, you know, at, at that time when I was a kid, so I jumped off the porch young, man, you know, trying to do all the wrong shit. Like I said, I grew up in the, in the coming of age eras, you know, when they had glow ignitions, so all you needed was the seatbelt buckle to steal a car, you know what I'm saying? Like, I grew up in those eras. I grew up when everybody was trying to figure out how to do different things. If you didn't, have to, if you didn't know how to sell no dope, but you knew how to cook dope, then you could make a whole lot of money. You didn't have to get on the block. You could just sit in the house and cook dope. You could cook dope in a microwave. You was going to make a, a mint. So it was all figuring about your hustle. You know what I mean? What were you good at? Were you good at stealing cars? Were you good at stealing bikes? Was you good at hustling? Was you a burglar? Like now in 2023, there shouldn't be no new burglaries. Everybody got ring cameras. Everybody's working mm -hmm. from home. So I'm sure their burglar population has declined dramatically over the last five years. But when I was a kid, that was a crime of, of circumstance. You know what I mean? 
you knew everybody was going to work. Everybody had a job. So from eight o'clock to three o'clock, it was open season. And we were bad kids, man. We did. And that's why I paid for a lot of the shit I'm doing now <laughs> with my life. Karma's a fool. It caught up with me, man. Yeah. So I, I, I try to pay it forward as much as possible for all the evil shit that I did in my life. Hmm. Does that make any sense? Yeah. And that's met- the kind of model I try to do. I try to do a lot of free shit to help people out because I understand I got a tab with the big man upstairs hmm. and I got to get that right. Yeah. Nah, as long as you still have time here, you know, to, to make things right. Definitely I feel like I'm, I'm running out of time, bro. Hmm. I, sometimes I feel like I can't sleep. I, I go to bed ready to wake up. Does that make sense? Hmm. I go to bed, like some people go to bed and they'll be like, man, I can't wait to get to sleep. And I'm like, man, I can't wait to wake up because I feel like I'm running out of time. So sometimes it doesn't feel like 20, 24 hours is enough. Sometimes I want to do so much and then I ha- I'll catch myself and be like, damn, my kids. Hmm. Or damn, I haven't eaten. Or, or damn, I got to do this. Or damn, I got to do that. Or I got to break away. And it's just, it becomes a battle, you know what I'm saying? And that's kind of why I have a problem with the way the industry is or the way people are within the industry. People that consider themselves to be, you know, want to be my peers or that want to, you know, be active in the business. I have a problem with the people that lack the commitment that it takes to be successful. Because I understand the amount of commitment I have to put in. An ex-con, never graduated high school, got a GED in prison, never went to college, never interned at a big label. I never did none of that shit. I'm Kingpin because Kingpin got up every single day and bust his ass. And I would show up two hours before everybody and leave two hours after everybody. And I realized how to send people emails and how to handle business for them and how to swap favors and show that I'm a person of value to them. If it weren't for any of those things, what would be the point to listen to Kingpin? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I try to apply that that mentality I did when I was a kid, if I was willing to stay on the block all night, if I was willing to go do whatever it is that I had to do to make some money, then I apply that same logic to what I'm doing right now. If it take me 20 hours to do this, I'm trying to figure out how I can do it in 15, if not 10, so that I can get on to the next task. That's, I think that's one of the things all of us need to work on is closure. Everybody can start something, but how many of us can finish it? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what me and all of us are working on up here. We're working on finishing what we start. No, I feel that. So how do you jump into the music industry? What's your start? Man, my, my start in the music business was funny, bro. I, 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 was in a, I used to work for a company called Sweet Paper, and I was a supervisor there, and I had put on my work uniform and had heard about these guys in Tampa named Drac Boy Records. Shout out to Lord Drac. And they were like, man, these are the guys that run the city. These are the, you know, these are the, this is the hottest independent label. Don't nothing move in the city if it's not for them. So I found out where their label was. It was in the middle of the hood. And I pulled up and I knocked on the door. Funny shit ever. I knocked on the door and somebody opens the door and they're like, what? And I'm like, man, I'm here to work for free. And they slammed the door in my face. Bam! So I, thun, 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 thun. somebody else comes out, what you want? I say, hey, man, I'm here to work for free. Who I got to talk to? Man, get, get on. They slammed the door. Bam! Thun, 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 thun. This time they came to the door with a strap. What's up, bro? I said, man, I'm here to work for free, bro. What's going on? Come inside. So we went inside. We went into the back of the studio. We sat there and we talked. Who are you? What you want? I didn't show any fear. I wasn't, there was nothing to be afraid of. I, I understood the environment. I've grown up in this environment. Just an outsider. What you mean you're here to work for free, bro? We don't know nobody, especially somebody that look like you. Because the beard fuck them up every time. The beard, the way I look, I just, I just look like this. So I went in there wanting to work for free, and maybe about two hours later, I left, and they gave me this big-ass camera. And they were like, okay, we'll call you when we need you. You want to work for free? Here you go. We'll call you when we need you. And that very next day, they, the very next day, they called me and they were like, come to the club. And then it went from me showing up with Drac. I was like, okay, so now I got carte blanche. I could just walk in the clubs and, and do what I need to do because I got these guys with me. Hmm. Then I bumped into a guy named Shatik, um, who was uh, you know, one of the guys, one of the boxing champs down in Miami, you know, helping you know, one of the Winky Wright camp and, and from old New York. Just a guy who's really plugged into the streets. 
he took a liking to me into the hustle. And from there, it just kind of like, you know, it expounded, man. And, and I've always wanted to do something entertainment, you know what I mean? And I was, even when I was up the road, we used to sit in there and tell war stories and talk about what we're going to do when we get out. And mm -hmm. I wanted to own a club. I wanted to do this, that, and the third. I always wanted to be something involved in it. Music is the soundtrack to my life. It's not something that I listen to. It's something that reminds me of every moment of my life, good or bad. So I knew I wanted to be a part of it. I just didn't know what role I wanted to play in it. And by chance, I was working at a warehouse. My younger brother was living with me. And one of his friends came home and was like, yo, I want you to look at this contract. And I was like, I don't, I don't think you should sign this, bro. You know what I'm saying? So the next day I was telling one of my coworkers about it and another guy walked in and he overheard us. He's like, oh, you know about the music business? And I was like, no, not really, bro. But I know a bad contract when I see one. He's like, oh, I'm a rapper and we got a studio. So come to find out their studio was like three blocks away from my house. Oh, wow. So after work, we ended up going to the studio and I left there at nine o'clock in the morning and I said, this is it. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And about three or four weeks later, I walked into Drag Boy Records, was like, I'm here to work for free. <laughs> and the rest has been history, man. Same thing with Bigger Rankin, you know what I mean? It, him and Tony Neal, they seen me in three different states in a 24-hour time span. They flew and I drove. So it got to the point of when they was on stage and he looked at me and was like, are you fucking following me? Like, why are you on my stage? How did you get on my stage with this fucking big-ass camera? And we ended up going back to his office off of B Studio, shot the sweetness and the whole camp. And we was in there for like, I'm going to say eight or nine hours, man. And mm. from that moment on, me and Bigger Rankin became the best of friends. So it's like I've, I've had a Forrest Gump. I always joke that my business partner, Tony, has a Forrest Gump life. I've had a Forrest Gump experience in the music business. I've always just, you know when they tell you sometimes you just got to show up? I showed up. And because I showed up early and I was willing to stay late, I made the relationships. The first music conference I ever went to, I met Wendy Day and met Chuck T, and I still have those relationships still to this day. So, you know, can it be done? Of course it is. You just have to know what it is that you, know, you want to do more so than, oh, I want to be a rapper. Okay, what kind of rapper? And what's the goal? And when you drop music, you drop videos, do you have a goal? So all of that matters. At 10 years ago, I didn't know that. 10 years ago when I was trying to service records and, hey, man, can you put this on your website? I didn't understand the value of having infrastructure sit in so when somebody comes to your website, they could follow that artist to their page and then that artist mm -hmm. could start making money, whether they're selling a merchandise, selling a music, selling them a video. I didn't understand any of that. I just thought it was, oh shit, we got a mixtape hosted by Joe Blow. It's on the hottest website in America. They're gonna love it, let's just give it time. And, and, and shit, okay, well, maybe, maybe the internet is slow on that side of the country and, and, and you know, just, it started to come to a slow reality that no matter what you did, it wasn't enough. So then I started to look at, okay, what is it about money? And then we started to look at some of the biggest, most influential, wealthiest people that have ever tried it, and they haven't been successful. So it's not about money. So what is it about? So, you know, when the pandemic came, right before the pandemic, we started to restructure and look at things a little differently. And when we did, we started to understand the value of infrastructure and information. And we started to put pieces together that different people were willing to share with us to help us put the complete puzzle together. And then through trial and error and relationships, we were able to lay out a roadmap, if you will, um, to where ownership is the key mm -hmm. and you can't sell what you don't own. And that's where we are right now is that everybody on this stage, you know, we are our owners of our own brands and we're all uh, co-owners and founders of, of, our, of each other's brands. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the beauty of it is that we're all working with each other, but we're all bosses. We all work for ourselves. And I think that's one of the things that 
one of the reasons I wanted them with me and one of the main reasons that I'm so honored to be here is because I'm not trying to be a motivational speaker. I'm just trying to let you know that if you respect me and what I've done in this business, it took me all of these years to learn that I did it wrong for 15 years hmm. running behind every fucking so-called legend or tastemaker or curator in the fucking business and they didn't have the foggiest fucking idea of what they were doing. They knew how they can get paid. They didn't know how you can get paid. Hmm. And I think that's one of the things that we want to change moving forward is, is helping these artists understand how they can get paid because everybody in the music business gets paid before them. That's the sad reality of it. No, everybody get paid off your music before you. Hmm. Which is wild when you think about it. It's fucking disrespectful. It's wildly disrespectful. And that's why ownership in it is paramount. That's why understanding that if you don't have the information from one person that may purchase it or consume it, if you can't identify what that person is, who it is, gender, age, race, device, geographic location, amount of time, if you can't give me all of that information, what are you trying to put out? You're just trying to put out some shit that sound good? By all means, bro, continue to do that. SoundCloud, all of these guys, Audio Mac, if you release music consistently, you can get you verified on there, but connect your socials. Spinrilla, my mixtapes, there's still platforms for people that feel they're amateurs and aren't ready to take it to the next level and compete. But when you're trying to compete, don't you want to be the best to do it? That's the shit that baffled me. It's, it's, it's a kid right now that is waking up. Let me rewind. It takes you about 14 years to become Rookie of the Year. That's a fact. Oh, yeah. Because you're going to have to play all four years in college. Then you're going to have to play all four years of high school. Then you're going to have to play all your JV and all your other shit. You 15, 16 years in before you get a chance to become Rookie of the Year. Mathematically, man, it's... it's People don't put it into perspective. You know, you see it, you want it, I believe it. Anything the mind can, can conceive, the man can achieve. But without work and preparation, man, that shit all a dream, bro. That's other shit we can do besides dreaming and wasting our time. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of why I, I've always rocked with Dirty Glove Bastard, right? Not to shift gears, but because y'all have never been satisfied with the role that you've played in the business. You've always tried to excel. You revolutionized the, 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 the media platform with the porch. Mm -hmm. You guys made it so where a bitch gotta jump off this motherfucker. You understand what I'm saying to you? That's how you make money in the music business. You don't make it so that a motherfucker wanna come see you. You make it so that a motherfucker gotta come see you. Nah, that's real shit, man. Straight up. Yeah, even going back to what you were saying, like a lot of people not really ready to work for 10 years before they finally get that big breakthrough. A lot of people want to give up if they don't get paid today. It, it, it's understandable. It's totally understandable. I mean, I'm going to focus on what makes me buddy. I don't have enough time of the day. Okay, cool. Then it's time to inventory. It's itemized time. What are you doing? Are you 20 people a day? If it take you 20 people a day to sell one hoodie, then you should be trying to hit 40 people a day. See if you can hit 40 a day to sell two. If you can sell two $40 hoodies, that's 80 a day. Times seven, do the math. 560, after you done paid to get them done, you may have made you 150, 200. What you making at the dead end job that you hate? You hate going there, you never put napkins in the bag, bitch. You never vacuum nobody's car right. You always trying to take out the register. You hate your job. You would rather be a creator. Okay, motherfucker, have you bothered to connect your Facebook page, bitch, so your reels can be paid, so you could monetize that? 
Have you bothered to do any of those things? So you don't have to get up and work for the man. You can get up and work for yourself. The problem is that work requires an investment. Time is a motherfucker, man. We don't feel we have enough of it. That's why we give up when we feel not, we're not getting the results. And that's why the thing I said at the beginning, I'm a hammer home all throughout this sit down with you guys. Closure. Whatever you start, finish it. You got an open song, finish it. You got an open project, finish it. You got a video, finish it. You got a blog, write it. You got a book, finish it, publish it. You don't, it's not gonna be right. It's okay. It's okay. It's gotta be critiqued. It's gotta be looked at. It's gotta be digested. It's gotta be consumed. It's gotta be regurgitated. You're gonna perfect it by doing it over and over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So, this is a fuck. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The business, bro, where it doesn't, it doesn't go to the person who works the hardest, bro. Fair. Music business, fair is a place where you judge pigs. Success doesn't know hard work. Success doesn't give a fuck about your contribution, your sacrifice, I'm doing it on my own. Nobody cares. Success doesn't care, man. You gotta show up and chase it every day and when you grab that motherfucker, you think you're gonna hold on to it without fighting for like a motherfucker? Success in a bag, it's like that motherfucker put a fox in a bag. That bitch be fighting, you gotta hold on to that bitch for dear life. Cause the minute you think you got it and it's gonna slip out of your hands, bro, and you got to chase. Some people will spend the rest of their career hunting for success again and won't be able to catch it. Success is a motherfucker, bro. It's very finicky. And that's why there are a few people that achieve the type of success that we want, but because we can relate to them or because we see them as equal to us, we think it's realistic. 60,000 records at a low, at a low count, 60,000 records a week times seven is 420,000 records. So for any artist in the world, major or independent, to have the number one record in that week, that's a 0.00026871%, bro. That's what the chance of Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Kanye West, Pee Wee Longway, Cool America, the Easter Bunny, the Prison Boys Choir, all of them have a 0.00026871% chance of having the number one record every week. That's fucking ridiculous. What are we chasing? Are we chasing the applause or are we chasing the check? The check oftentimes does not come with the applause. Most motherfuckers who get paid in the music business, you've never seen them a day in your life. Lucius Grange could probably walk in this motherfucker and slap everybody on the stage and we'd be like, who the fuck just did that? Who the fuck was that guy just walked in here and slapped us all in the face? We wouldn't know. Because that's just the reality of it. The movers and shakers, the people who, who really have the plaques and all that shit, you don't know who they are. They're behind the scenes, they're working because they've, been, they've figured out how to get people to give up what they, what they shouldn't so freely. And that's the problem with this business, bro, yeah. is that everybody is ready to take everything that you have yeah. without trying to help you pick any of it back up. And we wanna change all that, man. Shout out to Bigger Rankin for at least instilling that in me. Yeah. We're in the king and queen, we're in the king and queen crowning business. And if we don't crown a king or queen, we can't stay in business. So the OG told me that a long time ago, man. So I take that to the heart. Shout out to Bigger Rankin for that, for real. Yeah, so talk about the idea for the cheat code and why you decided like, we're just gonna give away all this knowledge for free. Cause you know, there's a million people that want, man, come get your consultation, pay this amount for this free game, that you, same free game you guys are giving out. 
Um, it was really all Ferrari's idea. Ferrari, Ferrari and I had a conversation one day. We were talking about an artist. Um, we get a lot of phone calls. A lot of people, when they have um, artists that they're working with, potential clients, you know, as we should, we all speak with each other. And, hey, I'm going to send you an artist. I'm going to send you some links. Take a look at it. Tell me what you think. What can we do? Because ultimately, you're going to reach on those same people to help get the, you know, the ball rolling with these projects. Mm -hmm. So him and I had a conversation one day about a particular artist, which will remain unnamed, and the numbers were all laughable Fugazi. So we talked about it, and then I guess he had a conversation with Wendy about something non-related, and then it dawned to him like, hey, what if, what if these guys would be willing to do the cheat code? You know, so a podcast, we hadn't given it a name yet. Mm -hmm. So they hit me and they were like, Kingpin, do you want to? And I was like, yeah. They were like, you haven't asked you yet. I'm like, whatever, I know Ferrari from back in the days in Tampa, and I've known Wendy for you know, too many years for me to even question anything they want done, it's gonna get done, let's do it. So they were like, all right, well, we're gonna do this, you know, we're gonna do a podcast where we're just gonna get together and we're gonna talk. We're not gonna interview nobody, we're not gonna interview each other. We're just gonna talk and ask questions about the music business. Mm -hmm. I said, shit, okay, that tickles my fancy, that's my type of shit anyway, you know what I mean? I love the, I'm a student of the game, so I understand that power is, knowledge is only power when applied. So I can try to educate everybody. I can try to, and that's what my business partner always jokes. He's like, you want to save everybody. I don't want to save everybody. I just want to make sure everybody has the information to be saved. And the ones that do will take heed to it. And the ones who didn't, then I'll sleep better at night knowing that they didn't get, you know, drugged through the mud because of something that we didn't give them or some information that we didn't provide with them. So the cheat code was natural, man. At least for me, it's, it's natural. I've always tried to educate people in everything at least that I do and you know, with Wendy, with Artist Centric and Rapponomics and Rap Coalition itself. Mm -hmm. Just the Rap Coalition. She wrote a book. People want to talk about a record deal. And man, how do you get a record deal? The, the lady who got the most money for everybody. The lady who's had her hand in every deal. And, you know, this, this is one of the pinnacles of hip hop. If she wrote a book on it and I get a chance to brain spar with her. And now with the newly appointed, uh, you know, head of lifestyle, A&R or, or, or mix show and shit for, for Warner with Ferrari at the time was at the radio station, Tastemaker, Extraordinaire, A&R, and everybody's project. So for me, it was just like a blessing. I got a chance to sit around a bunch of you know, amazing individuals with their team, and we don't, we don't try to one-up each other. We, we know each other so we can speak candidly to each other, and we know what we're doing in regards to this show and with each other, so we purposely try to educate because, believe it or not, we educate each other on every episode of The Cheat Code as much as we do everybody else. Mm -hmm. Because Wendy doesn't do everything that me and Ferrari does, and Rari doesn't do everything that me and Wendy does, and, and vice versa, I don't do it. And so, you know, each one of us bring our own element to the table, and then we have our different team members to where we're always testing new things, you know. Could you imagine if we had started a podcast, and I'm interning for a podcast, bro. I don't know what it takes to start a podcast. I don't know what profiles to claim. I don't know, podcasting is free. So how the mm -hmm. fuck do you make money off a podcast, Kingpin? You see what I'm saying to you? Mm -hmm. So it took me 20 episodes to realize that, like, hey, where's the ISRC codes for this motherfucker? Ain't no ISRC codes. I need to log in right now to the distributor. What do you mean there's no ISRC codes? Kingpin, podcasting is free. I'm sorry, what? So now it starts to, uh, my mind is spinning. I'm thinking of the whole, okay, well, then we need to do this, that, and the third. We need to split this up. We need to get this right. Make sure that this over here is claimed because if it's free, then the money is not in the content. The money is made in the information left behind by the people that consume the content. 
right? That's why true crime series and all these motherfuckers are getting all these big deals and all these big podcasts hit because they get people to tune in. And the longer they get you to tune in, the more information they can get, the more they can pitch and sell you and give you exactly what you want. The phone is not your demise, it's your facilitator. So if it understands that you're looking for sneakers because you want to start working out, it's going to start offering you gym memberships. It's going to start giving you discounts on sneakers. It's going to, when you start to pull up by a gym on Waze, it's going to pull up, hey, there's a gym here five miles away. You want to redirect and see about that gym membership you've been searching on Google, you motherfucker, you. <laughs> so, you know, again, understanding how all of these machines work, it means that we as business persons, as independent business machines, we have to be privy to that information. And without us appreciating how all of that shit works, how do we expect to get discovered? How do we expect to have the next hottest clothing line? How do we expect to have the next hottest video? If when I go to play your name, there's 40 other artists, three of them are verified. Because one manager had an idea, you verified one through DistroKid, and the other one you got when you logged in through Facebook. Neither one of them have been updated, they've got all different songs on them. You did features with five motherfuckers, they got songs on three different profiles for you. You got profiles with another motherfucker, like you're, like you're fucking a share, it's like Sonny and Cher. You got a duo page, you and another motherfucker. The person you paid for the feature that you came for the life of you figure out why they won't post it, it's not even on their fucking profile. It's on another profile because you loaded it wrong, Goofy. So I'm supposed to feel sympathetic for those people after we sit up here for 52 weeks and give you the cheat code? After Wendy Day writes a book about it? After my business partner OG Tony goes alive on Facebook at least three times a week? I'm supposed to feel sorry because you don't feel you have what it takes, the information. I just wanna be helped. No, bitch. You wanna be rescued. Not in the real world, bro. People don't rescue damsels in the real world. Motherfuckers jump out of burning buildings because they're afraid of dying. Ain't nobody finna come save you, bro. You gotta save yourself. Figure out how to get down, bitch, or out the window you go. That's the reality of it, man. As much as we may want to not make it to be that way, it's two ways down, bro. You gonna figure it out or your ass gonna learn how to fly. One of the two. It's what we're all destined for. And the sooner we start to understand that we have to be our biggest savior and we have to be our biggest champion, then you can unite with your brothers and everybody can do what they're supposed to do individually and there's no reason to not keep the money within our community. That's the way it was supposed to have been. That's the way it was designed. People from your neighborhood come open up a business in your neighborhood. They hire people from your neighborhood. They buy goods. It goes back in. Hire new people. Get a bigger building. Get a landscaper. The plumber in this community does it for itself. But that's not the way it is. It's really not the way it is in the urban business. Because everybody's cutthroat. Everybody wants to get the check and keep it, man. And that shit is fucking old. So we're not going to lift no skirts. But we are going to give away the game so that these people that's around here hiding and tucking their drawers, them days are over, bro. Mm. Fuck, I don't care what enemies I make at this point. I'm established in what I have to do so I can get up there and I could be the obnoxious voice. I could be the one everybody hates. Look at that crazy ass ponytail. But what I'm saying is the truth. So you ain't gotta like my ponytail, bitch. I love it. <laughs> How big do you think the cheat code could get? Because the response has already been insane. You know, the, spot, the response has been overwhelming and there is a lot of uh, uh, great opportunities on the horizon for it. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. You know, the, the cheat code, it doesn't just apply to music. The cheat code applies to business. The cheat code applies if you want to be a plumber, if you want to be a, a lawyer, if you want to be uh, independent, you want to own a laundromat, you want to own a studio. I was, Joking the other day, there's a commercial on TV that says, oh, your record label taken off, and so is your sound engineer. Make sure you apply for business credit. This was a commercial on television. Hmm. 
that a mainstream company is trying to get people to buy in and sign up for business credit so that they can start. So all of that just tells me we're on the right path, man. How big can the cheat code get? The cheat code is limitless because what we do cannot be contained to just information. So, you know, be on the lookout for the cheat code live, be on the lookout for the artist, uh, artist Academy, where we're gonna come in, you know, my, my goal, my dream is to have an artist walk in with nothing, and if they stay for the course, the two or three hours when they walk out, they leave with a bio, headshots, registered, publishing set up, D DSPs claimed, my, that's my goal. I don't want you to just continue to put this shit out and fail at it, I want you to, if you're gonna fail, it's gonna be because you didn't work hard enough. It won't be because you weren't equipped with all of the information and tools to be successful. That'll be my contribution to the culture. That'll be all my business partners' contribution to the culture. Bigger ranking, Tony Neal, Tony I Am The Connect, Wendy Day, Al Green. That'll be our gift to the world. We'll be wanting to make sure that everybody is a boss outright. Then we can all talk business. But until then, I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to the person who owns the shit you're putting out. So put me in place with them. I don't talk to the help. <laughs> Not real shit, man. Uh, Kingpin, I got to give you your flowers, man. Ever since I've known you, you've been one of the hardest working people I've ever seen. Oh, thank you, my brother. So it's that. like, I don't know if you're sending me emails, if I'm at South By, you hanging up posters. If I come to Atlanta, just before I even lived here, I'm seeing you on the street putting up stuff. So it's just like, every time I've seen you, you're just outworking everyone. Attitude reflects leadership. I demand so much of my guys. You know what I mean? They don't get thirsty until I get thirsty. We don't go eat until all of the posters are put up. We don't, that's just the reality of it because, and I'm in the trenches with them, so I'm doing it to myself too. Let's go. Let's, I, I expect you to put up posters in the rain. You ain't gonna do it. Where's Kingpin at? He's in the rain putting up posters. It's what's gotta get done, and that's what's always helped every campaign that we've been affiliated with, is that we never find an excuse, we always find a way. And that's always been my testament. That's, I realized that's what separated me from everybody else early on. It wasn't just, hey man, do this for me. It was the follow-up, it was the presentation, it was the key, it was the remembering. It's following you and realizing when it's your wife's anniversary, when you're on vacation and seeing you somewhere and be like, how was your vacation? Because I give a fuck, because it matters to you that I give a fuck, because whenever I call to ask a favor, it's gonna be from somebody who gives a fuck. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't approach that, man. I, I watched movies like Schindler's List, crazy movie about the, 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 the Holocaust, right? But the game that I picked up in that movie, the game that I picked up in Goodfellas, the game that I picked up in Scarface, not the evil shit, but the way these people moved around. And then when you look at their story, you see how they greeted people when they walked in, they treated people differently. So when they first walked by them, you didn't know who they were. But by the time they got to where they were going, they left a trail. Uh, I'm a movie buff, right? So I'll use a lot of analogies with it. You, you ever see the movie uh, Troy, when your boy Achilles said mm -hmm. he wanted to live forever? No, I didn't see Troy. And the movie, the whole point of the movie is he's fearless because he wants to live forever. He knows that he's gonna die, but he knows that if he does the shit that, that he's supposed to do, the fearless shit, his name will live forever. So at the beginning of the movie, the little kid says, man, if, that was the, if you seen that guy, he's one of the biggest person. If I were you, I wouldn't fight him. And he looks at him and says, and he tells him, that's why they'll never remember you. And that's what I tell clients all the time. You go to South by Southwest because you want to be seen, but will you be remembered, motherfucker? That's the question. And that's what all of us have to fight with. Yes, you can be seen. Attention does not equal retention. And it took me a long time to learn that because like you said, bro, I was killing the streets, 
Shout out to Showbiz. Shout out to Mercedes Street. Shout out to Lex Promotion. Shout out to Jeezy All Star. Shout out to ISIS Promotions in Tallahassee. Shout out to uh, Street Promo. These guys are monsters. All of us ripping and running the streets, going crazy. I'm looking back and I'm saying, how is, where, what, why is it not connecting? Y'all mean to tell me that y'all motherfuckers was just getting posters printed to eat the marketing budget? Nobody bothered to verify the artist. Nobody bothered to get the dot com. Let me tell you something. Matter of fact, let me tell you something. For less than $100, I can own the dot com for 80% of the fucking web, blog, and podcast companies in Atlanta. This is your fucking warning. Buy your dot com, bitch, or I will. That's a fucking ugly fact. For a fucking $200, I could disrupt the natural order of shit in the media capital of America right now because nobody gives a fuck about their infrastructure. Everybody cares about the applause. You know what that number is? What they call that number on the bottom of a picture? Literally what it's called? The number on the bottom of a video, the number on the bottom of a picture is called a vanity metric. The word vanity is defined as excessive admirations of one's own accomplishments. You want that picture, bitch, so you can feel good about that funky ass fucking video you put online. Not because it's gonna make you any money, not because it's monetized, not because it's tagged correctly, not because you're running ads on it, but because 60,000 people in random parts of the world liked it and 20 of them left you a comment. So now somebody is supposed to put their hard-earned money behind that because you have a dream. This is a cold fucking world, man, and an even colder business. <laughs> and I appreciate you for those flowers, my brother. I have so much to do. These are gonna be the guys that I do it with. I'm gonna raise the motherfucking mount with the cheat code, with bigger, with artist revenue solutions, with the promo Vatican, core DJs. I just, it's, these are the brands that built me. These are the people that helped me get to where I'm going. I wouldn't, I would have never been able to pull out a camera and take pictures of Teddy Riley and Backstreet or Lil Wayne or Diddy or any of those people if it weren't for Tony Neal grabbing me and throwing me on a stage. None of those pictures would have ever gotten published if I had never emailed them to Julia Beverly and gotten an Ozone magazine. So. You know, none of the stuff that I've been able to accomplish in my life, journalistic credits, uh, acting roles, movie roles, documentaries, the GQ documentary with Cool America, none of the stuff that I, was, I have accomplished, I've been able to do it because of myself. It's because of the people that I've been affiliated with, making myself a person of value, and I showed up every day. And because I showed up every day and I was able to be workable, opportunities presented themselves, mm -hmm. and I never fucked up an opportunity. Yeah. 35 years, no fumbles, my brother. 35 mm -hmm. summers, no fumbles. We're going to keep that rolling. Nah, you earned it for sure, man. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. It's an uphill battle, man. But, you know, at the end of the day, I wake up every day and I work for myself and I wouldn't. There's nobody in, 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 in the world that could tell me that what I'm doing is not right for me. I wake up every day. I make sure I'm good. I make sure my team is good. I make sure my kids are good. And I get to do it all over again. And I get to smoke fat backwoods in the process. And if I want to turn the TV on in the middle of the day and say, fuck this shit, I do it. And if I say I want to work 20 hours in a, in, a, in a day and not take no breaks, then my wife is going to make sure that I have my food and my drinks and my snacks and my fuel to keep going. If I'm you know, down in a rut and I'm not doing good, my business partners are going to pull up with food. They're going to pull up with gas, kingpin, what you need. So I'm blessed, man. Everywhere that I've gone in America, I've been able to have an overwhelming amount of support, whether it's Texas, St. Louis, shout out Decon, shout out to Holly Grove, OG Ron C, Hella Yella, D Sharp, Slowpoke, the list is endless, both coasts, uh, Alamo, uh, Superstar J, 
the li everywhere in America that I've been blessed to go. Half of the places with this country motherfucker right here with my, <laughs> one of my, my best friends right there, the Big DM, man. That's, listen, I keep legends around me. Big DM choreographed House Party too. You know what I'm saying to you? Like, it's not a lot of average people around me, man, and, and that's why I'm blessed. Like, who gets to have a conversation every week with the lady that helped discover Eminem? Who gets to have a music debate with the lady that helped negotiate some of the most lucrative contracts in rap business? I get to have, I get to brain spar with that lady every week. You know what I'm saying? I, I get to, to talk about life with a person that survived 30 years in the federal penitentiary. And I get to give perspective. So I'm blessed all the way around the board, man. I got a family that loves me. I got an amazing wife. My kids are in good health, man. My team is stupendous. And I have the support of my peers, bro. So the world is my oyster. And I'm just humbled, man. I'm thankful. I, I hit y'all and I was like, man, thank you for the opportunity that you presented to the team. And you were like, mm -hmm. Kingpin, it's your time. Mm -hmm. And I'm so humbled, man. I'm so thankful to be here. It's, it's an amazing opportunity for me. I just wanted to use this opportunity to tell everybody, make sure you tuned into the cheat code, man. If you need to know what you got going on, go to art, artrevsoul.com, slide to the bottom, get your little inquiry. We ask like four or five questions. Somebody from the team gonna get back with you. We'll send you screenshots. I'm not gonna sell you shit until I tell you what you got going on. Hmm. I don't wanna diagnose you until I've had you come in and I've listened to your breathing and I've taken your weight and I've taken your blood work and I've done all that, then I could diagnose what the problem is. But until I, until I know all of that, I can't help you, man. So if you want help from me or you want help from my team, you want help from Tony, any, any one of us, artrevsoul.com, go to the bottom, click the link, ask for an audit. About 72, 96 hours, somebody will get back with you some information, man. That's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. I want to help people win, bro. I get a cheap thrill out of that shit. You feel me? Like, That's I like rare that shit, these bro. days, too, man. I listen, man. That, watching somebody that I helped cross the finish line, oh, my God, bro. There's nothing like it, dude. That make me want to go harder because there's other people that are just as worthy that I'm around. And that shit is amazing to me, bro. That's a great feeling to see my peers succeeding, to see the success you guys have had, and then to see other people that are successful share, our, share the podcast. That's the craziest shit to me, right? I, I done been everywhere doing street team shit. Mm -hmm. But in the last year that I've been out and about doing just random out in different parts of the country, it's cheat code. Cheat code! Damn, damn! People riding by. And then you look at the people sharing it. You know, you, you look at the people in the story, some of the pioneers, people that should be on the Mount Rushmore of hip-hop, consuming the content. And that shit matters to me, bro, because we're moving the needle and we're making people uncomfortable. And I love it, man. Shout out to Wendy Day. Shout out to Shauna. Shout out to Ferrari. You know, that's the cheat code team, man. But without my business partner, Tony, I'd be fucked in the game. You know what I'm saying? Without my business partner, Al Green, I'd be fucked in the game. Without my wife, I'd be fucked in the game. And these are the people that help me keep everything else up. Mm -hmm. Without them, there'd be no me keeping up all kinds of other shit. We run about 15 labels, bro. I wish my business partner would tell me I, at, the, at the height, we had more streams. What is it, what, what is it, OG? We had more streams at the height. What is it? G give me the number. There's a crazy ass mathematical number, bro, just with the artists that we've been blessed to work with and the amount of streams that we're able to generate every year and the different platforms that we're able to impact. We have working relationships with every DSP. Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody that has access to artists for title, and I do. You know what I'm saying? So we have, it took us nine months to get that motherfucker. But I say that to say we have working relationships with all of the platforms, and that to me is the greatest blessing in the world is that I can actually help somebody get through there. And, and that's what it's about right now, is using what we have and what we know to help artists get to the next level.
And the ones that want to do it themselves, I give you the information every week. The ones that want me to do it, artredsoul.com, click inquire, fill out the information, have your budget right. We're going to send it back. Different tiers. And if you're ready to pay, we're ready to play. Nah, salute to you for that, man. So, Kingpin, go ahead and, uh, you know, plug your social media and let everyone know where to find you at, too, man. Rap Juggernaut, R-A-P-J, should be the first result. Look for the beard. Uh, everything Promo Vatican, everything ArtRevSoul.com. You know, it's really important to me. If you guys want to follow me, you guys follow, the, get the cheat code. If you guys want to follow me, follow at ArtRevSoul. Follow at Promo Vatican. You know, I'm not hard to find. Somebody going to share something and, and link back to me. But if you really want my support, then you support the Off the Porch Instagram page. Don't, don't just repost my videos, repost them all. If you follow somebody, then you should be following them for a purpose. And that purpose should be exposure. Everybody who follows you, they should, are you ashamed? What are you ashamed of? That you like the Off the Porch interviews? Are you ashamed that you like Dope Florida? Are you ashamed that you like ATL Uncensored? Are you ashamed that you like the Chihuahua Files and Earth Picks? If, unfollow them people then, bro. Stop being a gossip weirdo, just lurking in the cut, wanting to soak up game, and stop doing that, bro. And start following people that you want, and your, guess what? Your experience is gonna expand, man. So don't follow me, follow Jesus. But if you have to follow anybody, man, get the cheat code, Art Red Soul, Promo Vatican. Those are the brands, WRNR, follow Bigger Rankin, follow the core DJs, follow Camelot, follow Big Cuz, I dropped my lighter, follow the Big DM, follow DJ Scarecrow, that's one of the official DJs for Alabama State University, the HBCU DJ right there. This kid was hanging out, still wiping boogers from his nose when we met him. His dad is a legend. You understand what I'm saying to you? So it's like, these are the people. You want to follow me, then you follow them, and they're going to make sure I see what you do for them, and I'm going to do 10 times more for you, man. Shout out to Beto. How about that? Shout out to my brother Beto. He walked in this motherfucker kind of late and moosey-like, but without Beto being by my side, one of my right hands, there, there'd been no reason that you guys would have ever picked up that phone call because I've just been the guys that is sending you blogs and shit like that. But these people that you see on stage, these people that I've mentioned, those are like my extensions. You know what I mean? I'm like an octopus, and these are just all the different arms that we could touch, man. So promovatican.com, follow the cheat code, uh, the cheat code podcast.com. Go on there, get a hoodie. We got them for sale, get a coffee mug. Uh, direct to DJ is one of the new ventures. So any DJs watching this, Anybody want to tap in with DJs, especially DJs, if you want to get your information right, anything that Direct DJ does for the DJs, that's straight pro bono work. So all we ask for the DJs is to be transparent with us and give us information. We ask a couple questions, and then we help them get their infrastructure together. And the only thing we ask in exchange for that is engagement and participation. Hmm. So we don't ask for no monthly fees, no monthly dues, none of that shit. We just ask for people to get involved and to put all of their personal agendas to the side. So there are DJs and direct-to-DJ that utilize that platform that are members of uh, op opposing DJ families and organizations, and I think that's what it's supposed to be. I think we're all supposed to help each other. It's got nothing to do with the fucking logo on the side of your car. That's not gonna make your car go faster, bitch. All right, so you should be proud that you have that logo and you should rep it to the fullest. But because you have that logo and you rep it to the fullest means that you should also be able to get this work so that you can give it to who you got to go to. So all of that shit, all that, uh, oh, no, my group is the best and all this shit. We're doing away with all that shit. We're going to single handedly change that in the music business. Direct to DJ is one of those services where we're servicing records on behalf of other DJs and DJs themselves. Shout out to DJ T. Lewis. He dropped the record today with Beat King, The Bust It Down. Um, shout out to Big Tiny, his folks, K Money dropping records, DJ Hype Man Crunk, he's already dropping records, Bigger Rankin, he's, 
Mr. 70,000 streams a week doing intros. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So shout out to all of those guys and all of those DJs, man, that have their stuff together. The ones that don't, get with us. If you're a tour DJ and you're on the road, shout out to DJ Filthy Rich, the 85 South tour DJ. All of his dates are available for you. You'll fuck around and follow Filthy Rich on Instagram and hop off a plane somewhere where the 85 South show is and ask for an Uber and it'll ask you if you want an Uber to the show. That oh, wow. type of shit. So there's ways to make all those connections, man. Shout out to all those DJs and organizations and companies that believe in us to invest in us to help them get their business on track. So I think if you want to follow me, then you follow them, bro, because that's what I'm doing it for. Shout out to Don't Fold Entertainment, man. Shout out to FOE Brazy. Shout out to Nina Chanel. Shout out to Bobby Jean, Cess45. Shout out to everybody, man. Shout out to all the people that, that, that thought we didn't know what the fuck we was doing and left and went about their business and sat down and got our game and did all that shit and thought because somebody else online told you it was better, them same people called me and cut the check. Goofy, so salute to you too. I think of you every time I win, goofball. There it is, perfect. Bro. I appreciate y'all, man. Thank yeah. you, my brother. Dirty Glove, man. Tune in, next episode gonna be crazy. I'm talking about the Kennedy assassination, CIA, all that shit, Ukraine, everything. Part two <laughs> off the porch coming soon. I was gonna talk about that one this time, but had I did that, there'd be no reason to come back. So next time, we're bringing it all back. CIA operatives, Ceron Gas, all that shit, man. The Pegasus app on the phone. Stay tuned. It's getting ugly. If they hating on you, turn it up some more. If you get into that bag, then run it up some more. If you ain't got no money, you ain't popping.